Welcome to Morning Ireland Extra with me, Lisa Pereira. Every day, our reporters gather material for stories that we then broadcast on our daily Morning Ireland radio programme. This podcast brings you deeper into those stories. Kian McCormick, set the scene for me. What were you reporting about? Well, Lisa, we're in the depths of a COVID-19 pandemic. Everyone knows that. People are being asked to keep their social distance and in some cases they're self-isolating. So there might be elderly people there who've made the decision, we're not going to go outside. We don't want to put ourselves in danger. We'll order our shopping online. Uh, We have neighbours up the road. They can drop milk over. So they're socially isolated, maybe from the things they do every day and the people they meet every day and the conversations they have every day. But this story, specifically, it's about the Irish Men's Shed Association. It put a call out to its members today and the general public to contact people they might think are at risk of social isolation. So those elderly people or people who just may not be going out because of the fears surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. The campaign is called You Can't Call In, But You Can Call. Tell me a little bit more about the men's shed. What What is this thing? Well, you know, the men's shed, it's a place for men who want social contact to meet up. And they do lots of activities like woodwork or community projects. But sometimes they just sit around and chat. And really, the men's shed movement in Ireland, it came to the fore during the last recession because you had a lot of guys out there who had worked in construction and other areas. And then suddenly they found themselves with not a lot to do. So the idea was that these people could come together and share their skills and their life experiences. So you had a mix of people. Some were, you know, well able to talk and well able to share stories. Others were quiet and coming from a position of what we might describe as social isolation, but they were all meeting up and sharing ideas, but more importantly, having a conversation. Now, fast forward to 2020, there are 460 man sheds around the country in Ireland, and it has over 10,000 members. So that's a lot of people who have been pulled out of social isolation or maybe, you know, that male thing of not having the ability to have a chat and talk about things because that's important for mental health. So the Men's Shed organisation saw that there's another problem coming down the tracks here, that in addition to that initial isolation that many of them felt anyway, the government is actually asking them to isolate themselves, you know, potentially even more. So, so what's going on here now, Kian? Tell me a little bit more about this. Well, you know, I think it's a case of many people are afraid of the unknown. And what they do know is that we're in the middle of a pandemic. So a lot of these people are taking steps before maybe any announcements could be made in relation to cocooning, which I think the Taoiseach mentioned last week. So they're looking at this and saying, well, how do we isolate? You know, you can't call into your neighbours because maybe you're supposed to be keeping a safe social distance if they're elderly and you're calling in, you may be putting them at risk. So the idea behind the campaign, which is called You Can't Call In, but you can call, is that, you know, you can pick up a telephone 
you can call someone, you can send somebody a text message. If you're savvy enough with the old technology, you can make a WhatsApp call or a FaceTime call where they might be able to see you physically on the phone and just have that conversation. So while the men's shed is very much about conversation between people, and this continues it because in the case of Kilbegan Men's Shed in County Westmeath, it's closed, so the members can't meet up like they would most days during the week. And what they're doing is that they've set up a buddy system so they can chat on WhatsApp or over the telephone. And yesterday I had the opportunity to join in with one of those conversations. And at the time, 75-year-old Mick Rush and 64-year-old T.P. O'Gorman had started a WhatsApp call. I was earwigging and, well, this is what happened. Hi, Mike. Hi, DB. Can you hear me? Wow. I can, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the internet is very bad. Eh? The internet is very bad here today. Is what's it like down your end? No, it's pretty cool. I think I'm okay. Yeah, I can hear you clear as a bell. Very, very bad speed this morning. Now I can just just about stream Netflix. So you're very techy, aren't you? You're really this hour of the morning. You're too techy for me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking out at the daffodils and the birds singing and all that stuff. So I'm at the other end of the spectrum, yeah. Hi, how are you doing? This is Kian McCormack here, Mick. I might butt in now if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I'm butting into this conversation. You hear the voices of TP O'Gorman and Mick Rush. First, TP, you were initiating this telephone call. This is typically what you'll be doing now because the members of the Kilbegan Man Shed can't meet up. Can you explain to me what's happening? Like, it's all new to us now, Kian, as well. The fact is, we're just about a week into the kind of total non-meeting at the shed and so on, maybe a little bit more. So we're trying to get our act together in terms of communicating with one another. So, like, because we're, I suppose, not tech savvy to a huge degree, where some of us are and some of us aren't, we're trying to create a, a WhatsApp group and get as many of the men as possible to join that group and that we can chat and talk to each other. And other than that, then, what we're doing is we're just ringing each other individually to check in on one another, if you like, to see what's happening, bit of news and so on. So I'm part of your WhatsApp group now, but this is the typical kind of conversation that you'd have. Mick, who's the more senior in this group? Uh, Mick is way more more senior than me. (laughs) Is it important, Mick, to get a WhatsApp call or just to be called by someone like TP, especially now as things tighten up and maybe you're more isolated in your own home? Well, this is it, yeah. Well, I I don't go out as much as I used to now. Like at the beginning, of course, You'd, you'd wander out every day, like down to the shops or whatever you like. But uh, uh, now with the way things are and the way it's escalated, I try and curtail me trips down to the local shop just to maybe once every three or four days now, just what, to get essentials. And what age are you? Uh, I'm 74, 75. I suppose if you stay in all the time, stay in the house all the time, you get uh, cabin fever, you have to go out like, you know, so. Get out, get a bit of fresh air. You started your conversation with TP talking about the quality of your broadband. What's it like in Kilbegan where you're living? Well, normally it's good. Normally it's very good because we have uh, we have fibre broadband here. But I think it's uh, down to the amount of people now, uh, especially uh, school children, what have you, and other people that are at home and using the internet so much that... Uh, 
the servers really can't uh, handle the amount of traffic there is. TP, are there a lot of people isolated in the men's shed? Uh, there are. Now, what, I suppose what I'd say to that as well is, like, a lot of the men have good family support around them, like their sons, their daughters, their wives, that those, of them, those of them that are lucky enough to have that support around them. I think they're they're quite okay, if you like, in terms of that family. It's actually bringing them very close together, I'm sure, as families. It's for the men, uh, maybe, that are just that little bit more isolated in terms of even location-wise. They're, they're living in a, in a quiet kind of an area. Their family isn't around them, or they have no family. They're not married, maybe some of them. And some of them are, but their children are, you know, uh, far away from them. So that's a kind of a, a more tricky situation. So they're, they're the people, I suppose, they're the men in particular that uh, we're trying to concentrate on, if you like, more so than the ones that do have that support, the family support and so on. I was speaking to a couple of men yesterday now, and they're quite isolated. And they really, you can sense that they are really struggling with it in terms of just that whole lack of contact with people and so on. And, and, and the nervousness associated with it, I suppose. You mentioned a nervousness amongst some men that you've been talking to. Is there a wider nervousness? Are you nervous, Mick? I suppose to an extent, yes. There is a certain amount of nervousness. I live on my own, obviously, but... Um I live in a little community here where uh, there's about four or five neighbours here and we sort of, if if one is missing for a couple of hours or whatever, like we'd be asking questions, you know, that sort of thing. We keep an eye on each other, you know. But, um, you know, the, there's other elements out there, I suppose, uh, maybe not so much down here, but in the cities and what have you, where there's a lot of scaremongering and vandalism and what have you going on. And people are frightened to be on their own, I suppose. Maybe in isolated places too, out in countryside and that, there would be more nervousness, I suppose, about what's going on socially as well, like, you know. And do you think you'll be able to replicate the crack that you have in the men's shed in Kilbegan over the telephone or on a WhatsApp group when you're chatting just like this? Uh, you would to a certain degree, yes. Obviously, there'd be um, things missing out of it. You wouldn't be able to have the face-to-face banter and what have you, but... Uh, most most of the men in the shed now are fairly good, uh, very uh, good humour, and uh, I suppose the word you could put put on it is comical as well. Like you know, they have a good sense of humour. TP. Yeah, I, I think what I'd say about that is two things. Like not all the men are tech savvy, if you like. Mick is re- is not reasonably. He's really really tech savvy. He's into his WhatsApp and so on. He's familiar with it. Like he's going to set up our group now, our WhatsApp group, and he's going to be the, the whatever you call it, administrator on that, if you like. But not all the men have phones that are compatible with WhatsApp, if you like. They have older phones that don't have that kind of technology on them. So they would even struggle with, you know, just answering a call and making a call, if you like, or texting and so on. And I don't wish to disrespect them in any regard in that shape. You know, they're very, very good. But just that's not something they've grown up with, if you like, and they haven't adapted to it. Well, how do you get around that then? Okay, so basically that's where I'm ringing the number, the, the guys say I know in the shed, like we were talking about this morning earlier on and yesterday, the guys in the shed that we think, you know, stuff that we didn't even notice up to now, like how many of the guys have a, an Android phone, if you like, or a, a kind of a mod phone that they can actually deal with the WhatsApp thing. So we're going to start over then today and tomorrow and so on, just making sure who has a, a phone that is capable of dealing with WhatsApp. The ones that don't then, well, it'll be a question of either texting them if they're, you know, if they're into the texting even or call them. Like one of the men I spoke to yesterday, he wouldn't be into WhatsApp. 
he wouldn't really be into texting either. So I rang him and it's that kind of context. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll identify those men within the shed and basically rotate it, if you like, that it's not me that's making that call all the time, that somebody else can chat that man because otherwise, you know, can it can just for the bit of variety, if you like. And the second thing I'd say in terms of all the men in the shed, uh, and this applies, I'm sure, across the country, like we're a very resilient group of men. We've come through a lot in our lives in terms of all sorts of different crises and up and down and, you know, the highs and the lows of life, if you like. And that's one of the things I think that stands to us now is that we're, while we're nervous, I'm nervous, absolutely. Uh, and I know my family around me are nervous and so on. And I think even within the community, but we can't let it we can't let it quell us completely. We can't let it overtake us because if it does, we're we're banjaxed. So we're we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna try and get through it as best we can. I think we're blessed with the government we have. I'm not being political about it, but I think we're getting great advice. And if people follow the advice, well, look, then we have a, you know we have a great great chance of getting through this and coming out the other side. And that's just. That's just the way it is at the minute. But I do think we're very resilient as a group of men, by and large. Uh, and what we need to do is support the ones that just struggling that little bit more with it. Well, we've come through an awful lot in our lives, like I said, in, in, in all sorts of shapes and forms. Finally, question to both of you. This campaign starts today. It's called You Can't Call In, But You Can Call. Is that a good thing? TP. Yeah, I think it's a lovely tagline, if you like. Yeah, you can't call in, but you can call. And, you know, it's making us more aware of the capacity that communication system have in the modern world that we didn't have heretofore. And, you know, it's it's also, I suppose, making us more aware of that the importance of communication um, because we haven't faced this situation before. We took for granted the fact that we'd meet up there on a Wednesday morning. We'd meet up during the week as well. We'd be constantly meeting up one another. We took that all for granted. Now it's gone from us. And it's given us a new appreciation of, you know, people. I suppose it's like the old saying went, every cloud has a silver lining. Well, if this cloud has a silver lining, it's the fact that we're becoming more more careful and more worried and more, what's the word, protective of, of, of ourselves and of our families and of our friends and more appreciative of every single one of them. So I think that's really, that's the silver lining that's in this cloud, if there is one. McCrush. Yes, I agree there with TP wholeheartedly. Like you know, it's uh, it has brought people together, but in a different, a different way, a different form. You know, I suppose people that maybe only saw each other once a once a month. I'm talking about family members or what have you that might only interact maybe once a month. They're now interacting a lot more every day, every couple of days, checking in on people and what have you. And that that in itself is a good thing. Uh, the only thing I would add to the conversation today would be can, how can we educate the younger people to go with this uh, social distancing because even still they're gathering, congregating in groups, they're walking up the street in groups a foot apart, if you like. What can be done to make them understand to follow the rules? Have you any ideas yourself? What do you think the solution is? How can you tell them? How can you tell them? Because they won't listen to you anyway. What do you think you need to tell them? I don't know. Does it need... You need to explain to them that, look, if you don't keep the social distancing, if you don't keep apart, you're going to go home, you're probably going to infect your parents, your grandparents, 
what have you, how you're going to feel if you next week or a couple of weeks' time if you're looking down into a, on top of a coffin that there's a loved one in. How are you going to feel about that? You know, that would be the way I would look at it, you know, and it, it has to be a hard lesson taught, you know. I, I, I actually think there, Keen, on that one as well, fully agree with what, what Mick says there. I think this is where, and I see it's, it's happening on RTE, I think there were some of the, 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 the icons, if you like, of young people, some of the role models that they have in society, that they listen to them, whether it's musicians, sports people. Uh, I think that campaign has started on RTE at the minute, I think. I, I saw a few bits and pieces where, you know, they encourage that age group uh, to, to to social distance, to self-isolate and so on. I think the chances of us having an impact on them possibly limited. But I think, like, particularly the sporting icons and the music, the musical icons and the, all those people that have an influence, like all these influencers that we hear about on, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever, they have a huge opportunity now to use all those uh, mediums if you like to influence young people because as far as I can see that's where young people get an awful lot of their information from is that those different platforms and I think it's it's a really fantastic opportunity I've seen some of them I know Shane O'Donnell there from Clare the Clare Horan team I saw him on one of the programs and you know when those people come out and say something I think we're more inclined to listen because there are there are heroes there are role models whether it's in hurling football soccer rugby whatever it is, musicians, entertainment, across the board, they have a huge opportunity they have a, to, 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 to use their influence. So that was TPO Gorman, and he was speaking to yourself, Kian McCormick, and he was also speaking to Mick Rush. Well, you kind of, as you mentioned at the beginning, you were earwigging on that conversation before you joined in. And they were taking part in the campaign, which is called You Can't Call In but you can call. So, Kian, thank you very much for telling us this story and about the men's shed movement and the you can't call in, but you can call campaign. Thank you, Lisa. And of course, it's easy to pick up a telephone if you know how to do it. Just make that call. You know, you might be keeping someone who's in some kind of social isolation just looking for a conversation or, or an old chat. You could keep those people very happy especially with everything that's going on. That's great advice, Kian, and thank you very much for that. You've been listening to Morning Ireland Extra. It's a podcast where we go deeper into some of the stories you may have heard on our daily radio programme. You can find that programme, Morning Ireland, on RTE Radio 1, on the RTE Radio Player and on the RTE News Now app. I'm Lisa Pereira. Thanks for listening.